2: And we're back.
1: Yes, we are. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Ray. I'm with my boy, Connor. Welcome to the Dear Pats Nation podcast here on this Thursday, the August the 5th, our last day of the week doing the podcast. Thank you, to everybody who is watching the live recording. Thanks to you who may be watching the replay over on Patreon. And thank you, to everybody who's listening to the podcast in the traditional podcast sense. Connor, how are you, man?
2: Good. Great. Grand. Wonderful. How are you? Good.
1: Good. This is like the first week, I think, since the inauguration of DPN commentary. So, like, you know, back in the day that we are both, like, in a good mood and happy as the week goes on.
2: Yeah, I think so, right?
1: Like, I don't think we've had a miserable day yet this week.
2: The past year and a half has been a blur, but that sounds pretty accurate.
1: Like, when we first started... Like I always like to go back and watch our first episode and just watch the excitement in both our eyes of how excited we are to start this adventure together.
2: Yes, <laughs> only to like S- slowly trajectory of being beaten down and you by can life.
1: Actually, you can actually like pinpoint the day that like we found out we were being fired from Sportscaster because you just yep. <laughs> see. We don't say nothing, but you can just you can just see it. You it's can, funny you be- it.
2: because. Now, what I think about it, we we knew that we were getting fired way before anyone else knew that that was going to happen. Well, we found out in what December, and we told
1: everybody like in end of January. I feel like, yeah, maybe even February. We could have waited till February. I remember we did like our big like New Year's Eve special because we couldn't do anything, and we we did that like that. Yes, I remember the countdown. We did the toast and everything. Yep. and. we're like thanking sportscaster and we're so excited (laughs) about moving forward yet we knew we were done we knew like yeah
2: like six six days prior to that they were like we're not gonna do anything else with you guys (laughs) yeah
1: so we were just like forced to pretend like we were still gonna be there i remember i was like are you gonna make an official announcement and he's like yeah and i'm like well when (laughs) like because let us tell our audience before you do like and then i remember he's like i was like what about the no compete but thank god our no compete was if we left not if they fired us so
2: oh touche i didn't even think about that yes, i don't know yes. how it is in canada but it's super hard to enforce those here in america
1: hard to enforce the no competes yeah it's a uh, super easy to enforce them here oh really yeah nobody no company will touch you the 10-foot pole if you have a no compete
2: really that's tough that makes it so hard because then you can't go to another company basically you're done yeah, you
1: basically for like three months. Like I know, like right. even my even my current company, I have a ninety day no compete.
2: Ninety days not that long though. That's not that bad. That's three months. Yeah, three months.
1: But to sit unemployed for three months because I have a non compete, I can't work in my industry.
2: Yeah, that so does kind of suck.
1: That's tough, and that's whether this one and like from my job right now, that's whether I get fired or quit. But from what I understand, they don't enforce the no compete. Yeah. They just it's just a standard part of their. Their policy and contracts.
2: Wait, does Sportscaster still exist though?
1: Uh it still has a website if that's what you're does asking it,
2: There's people, no content being uploaded though.
1: Uh the unpaid people.
2: Oh, okay.
1: Like I'm watching right now. There is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Oh, but like here's the thing. Like Their top page, yeah. the most recent stream was six days ago.
2: Oh, okay. So they're not doing anything. No,
1: and it's like a little kid.
2: Yeah, so they're not doing anything anymore. All right, that's fair then. I guess they really were just completely winding down.
1: Yeah, and I'm trying to like... So I'm looking at the popular this month, and it has 224
2: views. That is the highest (laughs) viewed. Oh, yeah, so they're not a thing.
1: No, because when you and I were the grand masters, the grand pueblos, the leaders, yeah. if you would say, we were averaging anywhere between. I think our like our, our bad night for us was five thousand views.
2: Yeah, it was. It was because I remember sometimes I'd see it and we'd get like fifteen thousand, and I'd be like, "That is absurd." Yeah, we hit that one
1: night. Remember, we hit like fifty-five thousand views or something like that. Like, yeah,
2: something like obscene.
1: Yeah, we've had we we had a we had a six-figure night there as well.
2: Yeah some obscene runs
1: yeah we did we we was but here we are now yeah running our own podcast nine people watching live
2: nice hello to all nine of you (laughs) hello ross uh,
1: yes and uh but we work for Newsbreak as well
2: that's true so that's true uh
1: i got two topics i want to talk about tonight connor i'm ready the second topic i want to talk about is johnny smith nice and just how I think he's going to be the Patriots' best weapon but the first one <clears throat> is Max Kellerman selecting the New England Patriots as his dark horse team to win the Super Bowl and hold your applause cuz we will we will give our opinions on that in one second but before we do that you got to hear from our employers and sponsors over at NewsBreak Support for Deer Pats Nation is brought to you by Newsbreak. When you download the Newsbreak app directly from the link that we've left you in the description, it directly supports Deer Pats Nation. There are no hidden fees. This app and all its features are 100% free. You can watch all the Deer Pats Nation content and stay up to date with all of your local news for free. So support Dear Pat's Nation by downloading the free Newsbreak app with the link that we've left in the description. You know, there was a time that the mere mention of Max Kellerman would send New England Patriot fans into a silent rage. Yes, uh, but perhaps Patriot fans will warm up to old Max because he just selected the Patriots as his dark horse to win the Super Bowl, and. Maybe this will sound like a crazy homer take, or maybe I'm just full of optimism because of how well training camp has gone so far, but I'm not surprised at all that somebody in the national sports media has selected the Patriots as a dark horse team. Belichick went aggressive in the offseason, and when you combine Jonu Smith, Hunter Henry, Nelson Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne, Jacoby Myers, Damian Harris, James White, Cam Newton, That's not a roster to stick your nose up at, especially when you take into consideration how elite the Patriots special teams and defense is going to be. And all the people running around making like 9-win and 8-win predictions aren't paying attention because it's clearly obvious that the New England Patriots are back. And one thing we know about the national sports media is they are always looking for a hot take. Uh, As much as Patriot fans want to start banging their fists along with Max, We all kind of remember his cliff prediction and we all remember the satisfaction of Tom Brady proving him wrong over and over again. And we all remember Kyle Van Noy absolutely destroying him when Kyle was a guest on first take. However, Max's original cliff prediction wasn't that crazy. There was no precedence, no evidence that Brady was going to continue playing at elite levels for so long. Uh, Where Max went wrong was when he continued to double down and wouldn't admit he was wrong until Brady went to his fourth appearance and won his third Super Bowl since Max made that prediction. And I'm not even embarrassed to say this. After what we've seen the last eight days... There is no evidence that says we can't consider the Patriots Super Bowl contenders. I know there are people out there saying that the Patriots have no chance with Cam as their quarterback. And all I can say to them is "It's open your eyes. Uh, we've all now witnessed the massive improvement. I was with you a month ago. But now we have to live in the present. And the present is telling us Cam Newton is showing that he can get the job done. Will this prediction blow up in my face? Maybe. But I'm going on record right now, and I'm saying it. The New England Patriots are Super Bowl contenders. Connor, it's your turn to either come down the road of no return with me. Yep. Or give a safe answer but I'm going to ask you what may probably be the three most important questions I'm going to ask you this preseason. Are you surprised that Kellerman picked the Patriots? Has Max Max Kellerman given the Patriots the kiss of death? And if we're being real, can we really consider the New England Patriots Super Bowl contenders?
2: Well, to start, you always know I'm, I'm ready to go down the road of no return with you right there, but, uh, uh, Max Cullivan, man, I, I was somewhat surprised to hear him come out and say that the Patriots were Super Bowl contenders when I saw that today. But the more that I thought about it, the more it was like, I don't know if he's been as hard on the Patriots as after Tom Brady left and went to Tampa. You know what I mean? We saw a little bit of a shift from the media, I feel, like once Brady left. And they were a lot you know, less harsh and a lot less you know, under a microscope on the Patriots. Once Brady left, I thought last year was a lot more milder than what we're used to. And now Max Kellerman, it's kind of easy for him, you know, with, uh, not a lot of people predicting for the Patriots to win the Super Bowl for him to come out and be like, Hey, it's might be the Patriots this year, because I think we talked about it yesterday. They were ranked as like the 13th best team coming into the year. So I'm, I'm, I'm not overly surprised by it. Um, I, I don't think it's necessarily the kiss of death. It, obviously, there's things like the Madden curse and stuff like that. And if any curse is real, it's probably Max Kellerman cursing somebody. But no, I I, I think it's all right whether he comes out and says they're going to be terrible, whether they he comes out and says they're they're going to be fantastic. Obviously, his predictions about the Patriots and Tom Brady over the past you know five to ten years have been massively inaccurate. But I mean, he he's just kind of like a hot take artist to me, so I don't put too much stock into anything that he said. And most importantly, to answer your third question, I am absolutely ready to go down that road with you and consider the Patriots Super Bowl contenders. Again, I I feel like we keep talking about the, the similar things, but it's all kind of aligned in the same thing where everything we've seen so far points to the Patriots being a very good team. I mean, we've taken this step by step. We'll go all the way back to free agency. They had one of the best free agencies I think we can all agree we've ever seen. Bill Belichick went out there and spent more money than we ever could have imagined. I mean, I knew once he signed both Who John, John Smith and Hunter Henry in the same time, Time frame that they were extremely serious about going forward and trying to win now. Then after that, we went on to the draft. I thought he had an absolutely spectacular draft. Mac Jones in the first round, you know, Christian Barmore, Ronnie Perkins. They they stacked up on positions that they needed to in the draft. And now coming into training camp at everything we've seen so far, it looks like Cam Newton's taking a big step forward. He's having great chemistry with Nelson Aguilar, with Kendrick Bourne. The team seems to be really gelling. The defense looks excellent. I mean, everything we've seen up-to-date that we can judge on, it just doesn't make sense to say that the Patriots aren't going to be a good team. I mean, from what we can see, I don't think it's absurd to say that they are going to be able to be Super Bowl contenders this year.
1: We want to thank all of the Deer Patch Nation loyalty club members on Patreon for only $5 a month. You get an exclusive Patreon webcast from Sunday to Thursday, access to the live recording of the Deer Patch Nation podcast and an exclusive live stream every second Friday where you can join Connor and I on screen. We don't have any tears. It's only $5 a month. So come check out the Deer Patch Nation loyalty club at patreon.com slash DPN sports. We've left the link in the description. Look, so even though he's a seasoned NFL veteran, there's now a chunk of New England Patriot fans who are just becoming familiar with Jonu Smith, and now the media, the fan base, even the national media are making comparisons to a former Patriots tight end whose, well, name we choose not to speak. But I'm going to start a divide. Jonu Smith is better than hunter henry and i'll I'll explain why in a second but before we get into any sort of heated debates remember that just because smith is better it doesn't mean that henry isn't good if everything works out like it's supposed to the patriots will have the best tight end duo in the nfl so let's not get too heated about smith being better healthier just being the overall better tight end because no matter which way the cookie crumbles, it's good for the Patriots. But I saw the Jonu Smith Aaron Hernandez comparison before training camp even started. Smith is not your traditional inline tight end. He's so athletic that he can line up anywhere on the field. I fully expect him to see him lined up on the inline in the slot outside and in the H back and anywhere else the Patriots may need him I can see him blocking on runs and I can see him going out and pass catching let's not forget how the Patriots used Hernandez right they turn him into a matchup nightmare and I fully fully expect Josh McDaniels to use Smith in that same fashion I'm also fully expecting to see Smith run the football this year between Cam Newton Johnnie Smith, Jacoby Myers, James White, and yes, Nikhil Harry. The Patriots can actually run a lot of gimmicky plays. And given that Josh McDaniels can be very creative, I'd expect a lot of misdirection and a lot of gimmicks and a lot of trick plays almost every single game. And look, whether or not the combination of Hunter Henry and Johnu Smith will be as good as as Rob Gronkowski and Aaron Hernandez, it's, that's sort of really a tough answer to come up with. The Patriots arguably had two generational talents uh, in the later, and they were also playing with the greatest quarterback of all time. So the comparison isn't kind of fair. But what I will say is the combination of Hunter Henry and Jonu Smith is going to be really, really good. I'm also holding out hope that Devin Asiasi shows some sort of significant improvement this season and allow New England to run some of those three tight end formations. Tom Brady might be gone, but the bread and butter of the Patriots offense is back. And this offense is set up to be so good that they only need decent quarterback play to be productive. But judging what we've seen out of camp so far, they're probably going to get above average production for the entire season. I'll say this out loud and I will say it proud after one bad season. Connor, it's good to be a Patriots fan again. Certainly is. It's starting to feel like the old days, Connor, you know, all the way back in 2018. Let me ask you this. Is Johnnie Smith better than Hunter Henry? Are you seeing the Aaron Hernandez comparison and will the combination of Smith and Henry be as good as the combination of Gronk and Hernandez?
2: I'll say this. I, I think John U. Smith is going to be a better fit, and he's going to be better with the Patriots than Hunter Henry based on on those two. I don't know if I'm going to say that he's necessarily like better in general, but I think he is going to be the better fit with the Pats. I think he's very quick. He's very elusive. They can use him in a ton of ways, which we know Josh McDaniels and Bill Belichick love. They can line him up in the backfield. They can use him on end-around hands-offs. He can block. They're going to use him in the red zone. I think Jonu Smith is going to be a huge part of the offense, and I expect him to be you know, the better of the two tight ends. I'm looking forward to watching him play. I, I do see a comparison as far as Aaron Hernandez is. He's very elusive. You know, he's strong. He's quick. I think he's going to make a lot of guys miss. I forget what the exact stat was, but I know he was one of the top guys as far as yards after the catch. So I think he's going to run around people, through people. Again, uh, like you said, I think he's going to line up in the backfield. We're going to see him get you know, uh, quite a few handoffs this year. He, he's going to be an all-around just gadget player as well as a great tight end, which is exactly what we saw out of Aaron Hernandez. Um, as far as them being the next, you know, Gronk and Hernandez, obviously everybody who's been great at specific positions, we look back and kind of compare them. Uh, I, I don't see that being repeated. I mean, maybe one day it will be. I mean, if they could go back and duplicate what Ben Watson and Daniel Graham did, 10, 15 years ago, whatever it was now, I think that would be a massive success. I do think they can be somewhat similar to the production that Gronk and Hernandez had, but. And I think it was 2011, the year the Patriots made the Super Bowl and lost to the Giants. That was probably the best year I've ever seen on any team, unbiasedly, between a tight end duo ever. I mean, Gronk and Hernandez were both just unstoppable at that time. I think John U. Smith and Hunter Henry are going to both have a spectacular season and be extremely productive. But I think what Gronk and Hernandez accomplished in that short period of time that they were together before everything kind of unraveled there was like absolutely spectacular. And we might not see that type of production out of a tight end duo again. But I think it's going to be fun to watch uh, Smith and Henry work this year. Connor and I
1: are thrilled to be a part of the Newsbreak team. And when you download the free Newsbreak app from the link that we left in the description, it directly supports Dear Pats Nation. So you can stay up to date with all of our content and all of your local news for free by downloading the Newsbreak app with the link we provided you in the description all right before we get into the patreon questions we want to remind everybody that this friday at 8 30 p.m eastern time connor and i will be hosting the dear pats nation loyalty club exclusive live stream i will will drop two links on the patreon page you can either watch the stream or you can join us on the screen and chat with other patriot fans and dear pats nation loyalty club members also don't forget if you are a patreon member leave a comment on this post of the podcast and we will answer it if you are watching this live and you want to ask to the video of the dpm podcast after we go off air join the live stream or leave a comment or question to be answered on the podcast you have to join the Deer patch nation logic club on patreon remember we have no tears it's just five dollars a month and we hope we will see you there soon so connor we only got four comments here tonight all right three are love vibration nation one is Moises Carter.
2: oh all right what's up
1: first of all i gotta put thomas on blast thomas where's your comments and questions man we want to hear them all right i know he took a night off he took a night off he took a vacation day all right moises says my patriots brother ray route and connor carney we are patriots nation and my patriots family mac jones head to head how he will win how i don't know if he's asking me how will he win yeah the starting quarterback job week one or he will win the starting quarterback job week one versus miami so i'll answer both questions and you can do as well connor um the only way that Mac Jones is going to win the starting job is he has to actually improve his game uh, tenfold right now. As good as he's looking and as happy as I am for the future and as much as I think he's going to be really, really good, uh, he's not there yet. He still has uh, a ways to go and he still needs to learn to play in the NFL and the only way that I think he becomes week 1 is if he suddenly just out of the blue becomes you know better than he is or Cam Newton gets hurt or just falls off the rails um will mac jones be the starting quarterback week 1 if that's your opinion unfortunately I don't agree with you I think it'll be Cam I I think I know it'll be Cam Newton Bill Belichick's already been insistent on it I get a lot of people want to see Mac Jones come in Connor and I have been pretty solid on the fact that we wanted Mac Jones to sit from the start. That is something you can go back. We've been saying since the day he was drafted, let Cam Newton start week one. Let him sit and learn to be a quarterback. And I know that um, not everybody agrees with us on that, but I'd like him to sit the whole season and learn to be an NFL quarterback and then maybe take over the team next year. I saw a poll today, someone asking what happens if Cam, you know, has a really good year, brings him to the playoffs, brings him to, you know, has a playoff run, goes to the AC Championship game. What do the Patriots do? And I selected let him, you know, walk away. Because I think at some point you got to turn to Mac Jones.
2: Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I just don't see it happening. I think that, uh, you know, Mac Jones is kind of running out of time here, too. I the season starts five weeks from today. There's gonna to be Thursday night football. You know, it's gonna be week one. They're already gonna have a starter at this point a month from now. I think it's gonna be Cam Newton. I'm very confident. I don't know if there's anything at this point that Mac Jones can do to have him win the starting job, other than Cam literally falling off a cliff and looking horrible over the next month, and Mac Jones absolutely lighting it up. I think even if Cam digresses a little bit and Mac continues to look good and, and even improve they still go with Cam Newton week 1 at this point. I I think it's an absolute long shot for Mac Jones to start week 1. I really don't even think it's a matter of what he he does. I I think it's kind of borderline set in stone. It's 99%, you know, uh Cam Newton at this point and 1% Mac Jones.
1: Love vibration age says, "Ray, glad everything is cool." He's referring to my wife. Thank you, sir.
2: Yes, sir. Like,
1: appreciated. Love Vibration H says, I'm going to caution against some negative reaction from the now feel-good fan base who needs to keep things in perspective. This is a very talented roster this year. It's tougher to make this squad this year than most because Belichick has achieved depth at nearly every position. With that in mind, when Bill trades, some of the improved players for assets that can help us because the traded players were not going to make our team this year, I don't want to see a single idiot out there jumping off a cliff saying BB doesn't know what he's doing. Frankly, the narrative is disproven, tired, and officially dead at this moment. Hashtag facts. And yeah, there could be some players that get traded. Uh, we've talked about the possibility of Nikhil Harry possibly being traded. Yeah. Um, I know for our weekend edition of stuff that we're going to record later on tonight, I want to go into a little bit of depth about Nikhil Harry and basically say that like either he can be really good on this roster, or he's at least upped his trade value a little bit. Uh, so right. Michelle could be fighting for a roster spot, that kind of deal. I get exactly what Love Vibration Na- is Nation is saying. Yeah, I think that People just love to be negative in Pats Nation, and I just, you know, I I just, I just ask all of you, man, just, just be positive. Right now, there's no reason to be negative about this team, even if you don't believe in Cam Newton. It's all about positivity right now, and yeah, the the tired Bill Belichick doesn't know what he's doing. It's yeah, it's dead.
2: Right, right. No, no, I I completely agree here. Um, We also just got a super chat from Ross. That says refresh your Patreon page. So I think we have a, we're gonna end up having a fifth comment here.
1: A lot more.
2: A lot more. Okay. Yeah.
1: Ross, you nice. can't do this during the show. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> Love Vibration Nation says Cam obviously makes this team, and if Harry continues to impress, he will stay too. It's Sony and Winnow that are in danger of changing squads. Winnow, yeah. Winnow more than Sony because Bill isn't going to want to turn down the production Sony looks like he is prepared to give on a contract year. At least not at first. Maybe a trade deadline move for the Pats to clean up a a productive stretch player or a top three three round picks. Uh, Winnow has not shown himself to be indispensable and has a streak of rebellion in him that made him argue with BB. The Pats drafted his replacement this year. Sorry, Chase. This may not be the place for you. Hashtag facts. And and um, maybe this is the first sort of negative take I got to take in a while, but I've been on this for a long time, Connor. I've asked you a million times, and I know you're a big fan of Chase Winovich, and I've asked you to try to to put it. But there's times I look at Chase Winovich, and I don't know where he fits on this team.
2: Right. I mean, they they the moves that they made in the offseason, the draft, it almost kind of shows that they don't have a lot of faith in him. So obviously Bill Belichick's not planning on having him be a huge part of the defense or he wouldn't have made the moves that he's made. So he he's definitely on the chopping block. He has to be.
1: Ross says shades. I see you're making more friends on Twitter. How disappointed you in the Canadian education system. So I was fighting with a with a fellow Canadian today. Nice. Uh, He's a conservative who's an ant, like, uh, doesn't believe in COVID, uh, fear mongering. Use that word. I hate libtards. Um, So he uh, should live in America. Yeah, we got him here too in our conservative base, which was like like the, you know, you're Republicans type of thing. But uh, what a lot of people don't know about me, Connor, is I'm a conservative politically. Okay. Um, And I. I was honest with everybody today. I'm like, I've donated more money to the Progressive Conservative Party of Ontario and the Conservative Party of Canada more this month than I'm sure Mark has his entire life. Right. Um, I always like to tell people there's a big difference between being a conservative, or I guess what you would call a Republican, yeah, and being a moron. Right. And Mark is a moron. And <laughs> Unfortunately, conservatives like me, we stay actually stay pretty quiet on a lot of political issues and, and idiocy. Um, but I'm so yep. sick of my political beliefs being lumped in with idiots like him. Um Touche. and I it's not just his anti-stuff. Like you you should just see the ridiculousness that he wrote today. And uh, I think it was Lucas that said I almost had a stroke reading this. <laughs> like his his it was just so bad. Um, but yeah, I told him that I was uh disappointed in our education system hope that he had uh dropped out in grade two
2: yeah he, he very well might have based on what i'm hearing so uh is connor
1: why are we losing to the tigers are we bad now thoughts oh god
2: <sighs> can there you talk slump, everybody man. off the cliff please it, yeah we'll we'll be all right it's it's a slump it's it was bound to happen i mean they were they had want lost more than three games all season it was inevitable that they're going to hit a rough patch. I mean, they're still whatever it is, one two games out of first place. They have a big important stretch coming up from the Blue Jays and the Rays. We'll see what the team's made of over this stretch. You know what I mean? I, I think they're going to bounce back. So, let's let's not jump off, jump, you know, off a cliff yet with this.
1: When the Angels won their World Series, they went on two 10-game losing streaks throughout the season.
2: Yeah, it happens. It's a 162-game season. It's so long. At the end of the year, you're not going to look back and not have stretches where you're losing games. It's never happened.
1: As long as you're in it in September, yep. you're still competing for the AL East.
2: And they're in it right now, and we're on August 5th. so
1: Yeah. As long as you're in it, you're competing for the AL East. Uh, Ross, his final question says, any players that excite you guys from training camp that you didn't expect? I'm going to be straight up with you, Cam Newton. And I know that sounds like a cop-out answer, but I was expecting to see what we saw in that mini camp. Just, you know, him screwing up and his fan base making excuses. And I've been really, really impressed with Cam Newton. If you're asking me about anybody else, uh, Ramondre Stevenson uh, probably being a little bit tougher than I thought he would. Um, excited. Obviously, I'm excited about Johnny Smith. Really excited about Jacoby Myers. Uh, I, you know what? I, I'm really uh, Nelson Aguilar has uh, excited me more than I thought he would. He's been so instrumental and just so great out out in, in camp as well. So, uh, you know, probably Cam Newton and Aguilar would be my two uh, guys on the top of the list.
2: I'm gonna say Nikhil Harry.
1: Yeah, Nikhil. I, I
2: could have said Nikhil too. I thought Nikhil Harry was gonna come in and be just as bad as he's been the past two years, kind of not really do anything, just be basically an empty suit out there and not put together any sort of a training camp and just basically do nothing. But it looks like he's actually out there. He's trying, he's playing, he's doing the best that he can. So shout out to him. And uh, we do have a super chat here from our boy King Cato, AKA Joe friend of the show. It says it looks like the Patriots are trying to get all the backs involved in the passing game, how secure is James White and could he be traded?
1: No, very uh, secure. Yeah, He's the only true third down back that they have on the team. I mean, unless they're trying to convert J.J. Taylor. Uh, the only way he could traded is if J.J. Taylor takes it from him. Brandon Bolden, Damian Harris, uh, yeah. Madre Stevenson, and Sonny Michelle are not going to take his role away from him. And even if J.J. is that good, they've always kept – a James White and a Rex Burkhead, a Shane Vereen and a Steven Ridley, uh, you know, a Damian Lewis and a James White. They've always had a couple of those guys on the roster. So, no, I don't think James White's uh job is in jeopardy at all.
2: Yeah, I, I think he's going to be just fine. I think it's probably just the Patriots planning on using the running backs more so they they are able to throw to other guys because, obviously, in the past, it's like they would just throw to James White. And, you know, Sony Michelle, Damian Harris, they were – basically targeted like once every two games i think they're probably just trying to get them more involved but i would be absolutely shocked to not see james white on the team this year
1: thank you for the super chat
2: yes sir all right it's now time for connor versus trivia yeah buddy
1: and tonight we're doing celebrity trivia i like this i like this so just to refresh everybody connor for two nights in a row killed in one geography yep Connor won music last night. I did. Got his ass kicked to sports.
2: By sports. On our sports destroyed. podcast. Got destroyed.
1: <laughs> so now we're going to see how he does with celebrity. Just to remind everybody.
2: This should be good.
1: That sound means that Connor was right. You heard that, right, Connor? Yep. That song sound means that Connor is wrong. Connor, to win, has to get four questions right before getting four questions wrong. Otherwise, useful trivia wins the round. Connor gets two cracks at it. Here's question number one. What celebrity had to issue an apology after her cell phone was hacked and all of her celebrity friends' phone numbers were posted on the internet? Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, Paris Hilton, or Anna Kornikovia?
2: I don't even know who the last one is. I will say... Paris Hilton. Nice. Let's go. Look at me go. Look
1: at you. What Hollywood Starlet was arrested for shoplifting from the Saks Fifth Avenue in Beverly Hills. Oh. We own a rider. Charlie Steerin, Christina Ricci,
2: Angelina Jolie. My guess was gonna be Lindsay Lohan before hearing any of these, but um
1: This was a this was a big story when it came out. She admitted to being a kleptomaniac. Really? Who was the start? We own a rider. Charlie Steeran, Christina Ricci, Angelina Jolie.
2: I will say a the first one.
1: We own a rider. Back in two thousand one.
2: Two thousand one. I was just a kid. Well, you're up two nothing, buddy. Let's go! Look at me go.
1: This one's a, this one's a softball. You're gonna be up three nothing. I hope so. Who was the first major American celebrity whose AIDS diagnosis became public knowledge? Was it Rock Hudson, Isaac Asimov, Clark Gable, or Magic
2: Johnson? Oh, I was going to say Charlie Sheen, but Magic Johnson. Wasn't Magic Johnson? No. Um. Damn. What were they again?
1: Rock Hudson, yep. Isaac Asimov, Clark Gable.
2: I'll say Clark Gable. Wow. Mark it was Rock Hudson. Rock Hudson. I'd never even heard of him.
1: You don't remember? You never heard of Rock Hudson?
2: No. What did he do?
1: He, oh, my God. Well, he, anyway, he was a, an actor, but he died in 1985.
2: Oh, way before and, I was born.
1: And it was, but it was complications because of AIDS. He was the first yep. guy, like, and then Freddie Mercury was like right after him.
2: Oh, shit. I always thought it was Magic Johnson was like the first person. 2 1. 2 1. In a bizarre bit of
1: celebrity behavior, who dangled his baby from the third floor balcony of a German hotel on November 20th, 2002? Do I even need to give you the Michael Jackson. Very good, sir. Very good. 3-1. What celebrity made headlines in 1980 when he set himself on fire while freebasing cocaine? Was it Eddie Murphy, Rodney Dangerfield, Chevy Chase, or Richard Pryor?
2: I'll say uh, Richard Pryor.
1: And he does it. So the only trivia you you are not good at is sports. Is sports.
2: Other than that, I'm killing it.
1: Thank God we have a sports podcast.
2: Yep. So I can learn. You know, this is a learning curve for me.
1: (laughs) 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 Well, everybody, we appreciate you as always. Thank you for those who watched this live. If you just came in and want to see this replay. Unfortunately, you have to be a Patreon member to get the, the link to what rewatch the video, but you can download the podcast. We will see you guys on Sunday night. Connor, tell me about those Patriots.
2: As legit as the Red Sox, kid. Hi.